You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly pop and geek culture show covering movies, TV, games, and comics. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show that's sad that Halloween's over, but is excited for other holidays to creep into the picture. Oh, did you say other holidays are creeping in? I did. Oh, um, you're, you're dancing on a fine line there, Cody. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, I'm Cody. I'm Sam. I'm Josh. We have an excellent show for you this week. A bunch of news to talk about, including uh, an update on the Bayonetta 3 news, some show cancellations, some casting stuff, all sorts of fun things to talk about. So hey, stick around for that. But first, let's talk about some things we've been checking out. Check it out! And what you don't know, listeners at home, we all do a tiny dance in our yeah. seats whenever we play the Check It Out music. I, I want a little sound effect, just, just for old time's sake. Just for old time's sake? Let me see. Let me see if I can help you out with that. Let me see if I can help you out with that. Uh, That's no good. <laughs> just like the upcoming Sonic game will probably be. <laughs> right? A guy I work with took off PTO to play it. Oh, apparently he's a huge Sonic fan. Well, I'm you know what I have to say. Him. You know what I have to say. To that that's no good. <laughs> <laughs> it just it doesn't look. Look, I'm here for it if it's good. I'll play a good Sonic game. It looks very empty. I I enjoyed that last the weird Sonic last Forces. One. Sonic Forces. I had oh, fun yeah. with was that. that. Was that really the last one with the recruit the, yeah. the buddy? Yeah, to where I, you can make your 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 OC don't steal. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That was fun, and the <laughs> the game was serviceable enough, and I got it for cheap. Like, it was fine. Was that really the last official Sonic game? I think. Yeah, so. I think so. Other wow. than Mania. Yeah, or no, Mania came out. Before Mania it came did. out before because they abandoned. There were um, it technically kind of ties into Mania, but they abandoned it halfway. The Ruby that created Chaos, the whatever, the Fox, is the same Ruby from Mania. Huh. That's yeah. and at the end Sonic goes through disappears through a portal, which yeah. and then he later shows up in forces. Yeah. But if you can get forces for like five, ten bucks, it's it's worth it for like the bonkers stupid yeah. story mm -hmm. and the character creator. Oh sure. But this doesn't even look like it's gonna be that fun. It just looks empty and sad. Yeah. Just wide open spaces to run around and, and do not much else in Wide open spaces. <laughs> it's like they, they wanted to do a Breath of the Wild without without thinking about what made that game fun. Yeah, like content. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, there were there are some parts of Breath of the Wild that feel pretty empty as well. Like especially when you get to a point where it's kind of a slog between villages. But you don't know what that's that's the fun part of that. Well, though, yeah, there's is, also is the exploration. The, yeah. yeah, the exploration. There's always like, wonder what's on that mountain or there's some kind of, yeah, there, I can see a shrine over there. And like, the fact that it takes time to get anywhere with Sonic, you just run there. Yeah. You, you just gotta run go from, fast. You gotta go fast. So uh, I've checked out a couple things this week. So Halloween was last, uh, well, it was earlier this week, but a lot of it was Halloween Monday. Stuff. It was Monday. It was Monday. It, it kind of went on yeah. last weekend. So um, actually went up to Mansfield. The Mansfield Art Center did uh, their first ever Crow Fest, which is a new 
yearly festival that they're doing. Apparently, a bunch of crows migrate to the woods behind the art center every year. So they decided to build a tiny festival with like food trucks and paintings and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, I'm here for from it. local I, artists. I love I love crows. Yeah, I love crows ravens. Are cool. Mm-hmm. I like and, I like COVID or Corvids. Yeah, not COVID. Not COVID. Yeah, Corvids. Not, not COVID. Corvids. Yes. <laughs> uh, and it included the uh, the newest cryptid on the block. New cryptid dropping. It's the Mansfield Birdman. So Michael Keaton was there. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but no, uh, they're they're trying to make a, a, a spooky Halloween esque. They're trying to do a Mothman. They're on trying Mansfield. to do a mo- Mothman on Mansfield, and it's not going to stick. It, but it, it didn't but happen trying. organically. Yeah, it the, didn't. There's no there's no Birdman stories for Mansfield as that far, I'm aware as of. As far as I know, all I know is that a man in a bad bird costume stood on top of the art center and threw pumpkins at people. <laughs> Well, there you go. That was the first sighting. That was I the guess. first sighting of the of the Mansfield Birdman. Yeah, they, it was it was really inorganic how they introduced him as well because they did a a crow calling an actual crow calling contest. A couple people got up, and if they could make the crows in the field behind them call back to them, they got a a little award or something. Well, that's kind of cute, and that's kind of kind of cute. And then um and the uh the the host had a a duck call that she was calling a crow call, and she like very. A very long bird call, and then the Mansfield Birdman appeared and threw a pumpkin at people. So you you can't just inorganically create a a cryptid for your town without there being an actual sighting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, of all the cryptids that exist in Ohio, which are there are a few, mm-hmm. a lot of Bigfoot, a lot of Bigfoot. Well, yeah. There's the there's the there's the, the was it the Ohio grass ape. Yep, there's the Lo- Loveland Frog. I was just getting ready to say the Lo- the Loveland Frogman. Uh, there's supposedly a sea hag that lives up on Lake Erie. Mm, sure, there's a game about the Loveland Frogman. Oh, really? On Steam, I forget oh, nice. what it's called, but it nice. looks neat, huh? But uh, so yeah, the other thing um, we did that evening um, went to <laughs> a live showing of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Nice. Uh, I had seen it before in theater. Uh, Jordan had never seen it. And uh, so we got to experience all of that. People brought all of the props nice. to throw to the screen. There was like, one like guy a Rocky was Horror very, Show. Oh yeah, very, very much. One guy was very into it and knew every everything. <laughs> was it more tolerable than when I went to see it? And we had that guy right behind us that <laughs> like knew every line and was screaming it, screaming them with like no changed to his voice it was just a very a very monotone monotone scream Uh, there was a guy that was close to that but he was all the way on the other side of the theater so it wasn't as bad the worst (laughs) part the worst thing that happened is the people the ladies behind us who were clearly there the first time but went online and got everything uh we got hosed down with silly string Oh, no. They they sat behind us and sprayed silly string but but otherwise rocky horror picture show Great movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. It has been a long time since I've seen Rocky mm-hmm. Horror Picture Show. I, I've only seen it like one and a half of times. Oh, sure. Yeah. But I also like... Hey, at least it's something you've seen. Yeah. yeah. I also know the soundtrack extremely well oh, because yeah. I've listened to that more times than I've seen the movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people just kind of get it through like cultural osmosis. At this point, yeah, there are a lot of that. Um, there were a lot of people in costume. A lot of people showed up. As Frankenfurter, they dressed up they as. Do. Uh, there were a lot of um, uh, Brad and um, Brad and Janet. Brad and Janet. Uh, I mean, that's easy. Yeah. Also, quite a few uh, Eddies with oh. the leather jacket. With oh. the, yeah, one very, very well made, like movie accurate 
Eddie nice. jacket with the uh, the tiger print on the inside and all the buttons and stuff. It was, oh, okay. And the head wound. They had nice. a fake <laughs> head wound on. It was really cool. It was really cool. I feel like the first time that I saw it, when I just saw half of it, I was not ready for it. Oh, sure. <laughs> well, the first time I saw it was down in thir- Studio 35, and it was a roving troop that goes along with it. And before um, the, the fishnet mafia, the fishnet mafia, and they they do a whole bit before the movie starts, and it was borderline cringe. And I was like, yeah. I was half expecting that, but no, they just play uh, the Mansfield, um, you know, Playhouse. They just played the movie, and it was great. Oh, they didn't shadow cast it. They didn't That's shadow they cast did it. it. They didn't. Uh, yeah, yeah. They they didn't embarrass a bunch of first timers or anything oh like that. Oh my god, that was awful. Oh, that was the worst. <laughs> right? I'm glad I had the technicality that I had seen half of it so I didn't have to go up there and Well, that's what I I, I mentioned to Jordan. I said, "Hey, this might be a thing that happens. Whatever you Don't do, say anything. Pretend like you've seen it before." Yeah. <laughs> because it is it's cringe-inducing. Yeah, it's bad. They, they had people taking their pants off up yeah. there and i'm oh, like sure. i'm not taking my pants off in front of a theater yeah for right? free yeah <laughs> <laughs> pay me yeah but uh but no did that and i, I guess this is another check up check them out i'm i'm talking a lot give me it's a all right it's all right uh i rewatched um going back to more uh, adult swim shows that uh used to watch and back in the day Rewatched all six episodes of garth Marenghi's dark place oh classic <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're doing more uh, he, or a book. It's he a wrote book. a book. He wrote a yeah. book. That's what kind of spurred it. That's going to be so, so good. Oh, it's going to be great. So Garth Marenghi's Dark Place is a show within a show. It is a comedy uh, comedy actor who is pretending to be uh, author, actor, director, writer, singer, bon vivant, Garth Marenghi. He's, he's like a, an exaggerated Stephen King. Yes, very much so. And it's him presenting old episodes of his canceled 80s horror soap opera the dark place which sounds a lot like dark shadows yeah it's it has a lot of dark dark shadows vibes it has a lot of old doctor who vibes with the with the yeah. purposely bad effects um and and there are inter, inter, it's intercut with interviews with Garth Marenghi and his producer <laughs> De- Dean Lerner I Dean think Lerner. is his name yeah mm-hmm. He's played by Richard Ayoade, who is always hilarious. Always great. Uh, there, all the the entire cast was great. It's got a killer cast. Uh, Matt Berry from um, What We Do in the Shadows yeah. was is one of the major. I'll, I'll characters. watch anything that has Matt Berry in it. Man. He's so funny. It's so so good. Noel Fielding was in an episode oh, as the Ape Man. <laughs> People only know him from Bake Off now. They do. He does a good job on. He Bake is Off, a, he's good on Bake Off. He's these newer seasons. It's he's the only reason to watch it because <laughs> I'll I'll let you in on a secret. I don't like Matt Lucas. He was good on Doctor Who when he's he was fine on Doctor, Doctor Who the for one, a while. The couple yeah, but he also had that. that really cringy like sketch comedy show he did. Oh, oh Little Britain. Oh yeah, yeah. That, don't don't go back and watch Little Britain. No. That does not hold up. No, not at all. <laughs> no, it's but, all uh, the it's all the uh, problematic jokes about old England old English comedy. Yeah. I uh, I liked on Bake Off. I liked Noel better when he was the goofy sidekick instead of having to be kind of the straight man to Matt Lucas being the Matt Lucas weird one. <laughs> anyway, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place is great, and if you watch it, there are intercut with the interviews and stuff like that. You get like a world building with that, like something happened to the main female lead of Dark Place and Dean. He kind of hints that he knows 
where where the body's buried. <laughs> and like there's there's one whole episode that is a thinly veiled uh um Garth uh Marenghi uh working through his problems with the Scottish. <laughs> like Scottish Yes, yeah, Scottish ghosts come back and um high spirits? <laughs> yeah. And I know, Liam Neeson? I know writers who use subtext and they're cowards. And they're cowards. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the show's great. It's only six episodes. And and yeah, the book's coming out here. Um, it's the right the, the guy who made the show is writing a Garth Marenghi book. And <laughs> oh, it's gonna be wonderful. I hope they do more uh, Dark Place. They've been petitioning for him to try to get yeah, more, they more done. Yeah. So speaking of Halloween, I watched the uh the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror. I did too. Oh, nice! How was it? It wasn't bad, um, though. A which couple- is which is a high praise for Simpsons yeah. episodes these days. But a uh, couple of the stories they were like they were like riffing on, I had not seen. Oh, like, I had not. I've not. I have never seen uh, the Babadook. I have seen the Babadook. It was not a good parody of the Babadook. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because uh, that one was called was called the Bookadook. Yeah. Okay. Um, Marge gets possessed by a demon that tries to kill Maggie. Oh, it's it was real. It was she got, real. She got duked. It was real weak. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was like all the jokes you would expect uh, somebody making a parody of the Bob Duke to make. Sure, sure. Um, the Death Note one was pretty good. It was good. I hear. I saw the, uh, bits of animation from that. It was animated by the same studio that did the did Death anime, Note. The yeah. Death Note anime. Yeah, yeah it's real. Like. <laughs> Lisa wears like the beige like jacket like light wears the whole show. Mm-hmm. Um they really like animated like it was weird. It was like watching an anime with Simpsons voice actors. It yeah. was awkward. And then, and there was tons of like if you paid attention in the background there's tons of Simpsons classic Simpsons References. characters nice. walking uh, around. Not only that, but they kind of made like Japanese cultural like observations. Yeah, like Homer's like having a drink with his boss as it even says the line like because it is a culture. It's what's culturally expected or whatever. <laughs> right. Sure. Um, I didn't like anime Marge. I felt like they could have did a better job. That's true. It, it's true. It she, wasn't uh, reminiscent of her character design uh, at all. At mm, all. Yeah. She just looked like an anime housewife with blue hair. It's not even yeah. tall hair. Yeah. It's just um, blue. It's just blue. Okay. At least Homer looked like Homer. Yeah, yeah. The clip I saw, Homer looked like. Yeah, Homer, Homer looked Burns like. Burns was pretty good too. Yeah, Mr. Burns oh, yeah. looked like Mr. Burns. Nice, nice. I didn't even realize that the one, the first criminal that Lisa kills, it was uh, a snake. Yeah, snake. The 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 oh the, the the town criminal. The town criminal. Yeah. Until he talked, I was like, oh, that's who that's supposed to be. All right. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much what happened. He's like, oh, I'm having a heart attack. Ugh. <laughs> the Westworld parody at the end of the last one they did. I laughed harder at that than I have anything The Simpsons has done in 10 years. Really? Oh, yeah, because the whole Westworld thing is it's a theme park themed after The Simpsons. Yes. Yeah. Oh, interesting. They're Simpsons robots in a Simpsons theme park, and okay. they're ma- constantly making callbacks. To old bits. Oh, that's awesome. And it was a really good the, one. And they and they do it in such, they frame it in such a way where it doesn't feel like they're just saying, hey, remember that? They're like... Because the robots think it sucks. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, like they have like an iPad and they gain like, there's like a sentient slider. Oh, nice. Okay. And then like uh, Homer like slides it all the way up on on, on uh, Lisa and she has a horrible existential crisis and he's like oh, on the floor like just incapacitated. He's like, 
oops, and he like slides it back a little yeah, bit. Just a little bit, and, yeah. And yeah. she's like, okay, I'm fine with it now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's there, cool. But there's a part where the Homer robot that's gained sentience is trying to escape, and some tourists corner him next to the head, a hedge, and they want him to slide, slide back, back into, back the into hedge, it. Like the oh, meme. They're like, they're like, and he's just like, like, I'm so sick of this hedge. <laughs> he's, they're like pushing him. He's like, get in your hedge. Get in your hedge. And he like slides into it, but then he slides back out and he grabs them and he's like, I'm sick of this hedge. And he throws them into it and it it turns them into meat juice. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was actually a surprisingly kind of bloody Simpsons Halloween special. Oh, that's like I mean, more hey, so than regular. They can get away with it, so that's yeah. Why not? Yeah, it, it's worth watching for the Westworld bit, bit. alone. Yeah, it yeah great. The, the jokes on that one was really solid. And then uh, us being like big Death Note fans, more. I mean, I, I like the anime too, but it's like it was the first anime that Nicole ever watched, so she was like real into it. Was, yeah. yeah, it was her thing. Um, I've watched all of Death Note. That's good. Oh yeah, that last that last <laughs> yeah. arc is terrible. Yeah, I hate the last bit of Death. Note. I've the seen- ending. I've seen the live action Netflix film, which is absolutely terrible. The American one, which Sorry. is absolutely terrible. The, sure the is. way they introduce Bart as L is very good. Too, oh, really? They're like, it's L. And then Lisa's like, it's that's not L. That's L. Barto. L. Barto. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, but yeah, I was pleasantly surprised by how much I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was like, what? Three stories? Yeah. They yeah. usually are three stories. Yeah. And the episode previous to that, I also watched because I thought it was Treehouse of Horror, but it's not really. Mm-hmm. It was a full on half hour it parody. Oh, really? It was okay. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so a Simpsons episode. Yeah, it was the Simpsons <laughs> episode. <laughs> uh, let's see. Trying to, oh, speaking of the Scottish. Okay. Uh, uh, we watched the newest season of uh, Big Mouth. I didn't realize it was coming out. Okay. And Peter Capaldi is a reoccurring character on this season. <laughs> oh, really? All right. He plays uh, the one character's Scottish grandfather. That's who, pretty funny. That, I that can see that good. being pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. And his whole thing is um, the character is Nick, uh, Nick Birch. And his dad is like a doctor who is a very in touch with his feelings. And, you know, sure. The constant gag in the show is he is the soft daddy or whatever. Oh, Okay. His, Never say that term again. Uh, yeah, well, uh, trust me, it's just <laughs> as hard to, to that out. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to it's hard to watch it in the show. So uh-huh. anyway, but uh, the reason he's like that is because his Scottish father was like a man's man, you know, and he was really a, a hard daddy, as you would. Yes, think. and actually, that phrase is used. I hate that uh, too. Yeah, like like Peter Griffin's father that died. Uh-huh. Yes, but worse. <laughs> worse. Because uh, he's all about the ancient Scottish sport of nipple twisting. <laughs> yeah, okay. I forgot it's about big mouth. It's big mouth. I forgot yeah. about that character from Family Guy until this, this very, very moment. moment. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he punches the Pope. <laughs> he does. That's true. Yeah, I remember that episode. And then, uh, and then also Cotton from King of the Hill. Oh yeah, there's definitely the whole thing of like adult animated cartoon dads are terrible. He's not Scottish though. Yeah, he's yeah. not Scottish, but he's like. I was watching it. Had his shins blown off. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You know, he killed fifty men. <laughs> <laughs> I love King of the Hill. Uh, so I wish good. they would bring it back. Honestly, they keep give, talking about. They keep it. talking about it. They give want me to. a time a time skip. King of the Hill. Mm-hmm. It works for Beavis and Butthead very well. I thought. I loved old Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Oh, there what? was a really good episode of the new Beavis and Butthead where Beavis goes on like a spiritual journey. Oh, nice. Like to find religion. 
Okay. Because oh. he, he gets a nacho chip that looks like it has Jesus on it. <laughs> and he's like, well, maybe I need to figure out who this guy, you know, this Jesus thing. Because then maybe I'll score. <laughs> Of course. And, and he goes around to basically every organized religion in town to try and find what works for him. And it was actually, it was a very good, like, Interesting. well thought out plot line for Beavis and Butthead. Huh. No, that's awesome. They, they've done a couple episodes where Beavis just kind of leaves Butthead behind, and it's funnier for it. Really? It's kind of funnier without, because... Butthead is a lot of negative energy. Yeah. Well, he, yeah, and he's always like bullying Beavis. Yeah, it's that's it, the way it was in the old days. Yeah, it's still like that, and it's mm-hmm. it's nice to see Beavis just kind of strike out on his own and it just be a total idiot on his own. On his own, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh man, uh, I watched a clip recently. It was uh, they were doing the the WAP music video. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, we played that the other. The other day, last time we recorded, mm-hmm. they did Cold Steel videos. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. Have, yeah, having their music video segments also include YouTube videos is perfect. It's, yeah, that works. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it, it, it definitely is a natural progression of mm-hmm. what they used to do. It, it's where music videos are now anyway. Oh, so oh it, yeah. It's right yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> Marvel Snap is a one-on-one card ga- digital card game that you can play on your phone or computer that uh, actually surprised me with how much I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've been real into it here yeah. the last uh, couple days. And I am not a card game guy. I've I've tried to play like Magic in the past and mm. like I definitely have I've played Pokemon in the past, but it never sticks. I never get I mean, really I into liked, it. Sure. I always liked Hearthstone. I thought Hearthstone was a solid digital card game. Yeah, I played a little bit of Hearthstone, but I don't, I don't care about Warcraft enough. That was the thing. The, I like Warcraft. Yeah, so. for the mm. the setting to appeal, but I do like Marvel Comics characters, and that's what this is. And it's it's almost Hearthstone adjacent. It kind of is, yeah. But it's quicker and more accessible. Oh, cool. Yeah. Plus, like the game doesn't make you buy a bunch of card packs, which is kind of nice. Like you can, well, kind of, sorta. You can get like different variant faces of your cards and yeah it's it's not even random what cards you get like you you get a set at the beginning and then every time you like level up your collection level which you get by upgrading your cards you get a set of cards like you get a set a card preset. yeah and then eventually okay. higher up the chain you get you get mystery cards but i think everybody gets the same mystery cards yeah okay it's not until like way up the chain there's like the collector's stash and those are randomized cards oh, gotcha. okay but like they're way up there yeah you've been posting a few a few of them are looks that, pretty uh, neat honestly i wasn't even paying attention and i thought you were the one posting. oh geez yeah <laughs> but uh but yeah not they, yet you haven't started i playing haven't started yet. playing yet i downloaded it. i haven't played it yet but uh, they've gone pretty deep with some of the characters. Well, well, you posted a uh, strong guy from the X Men. No one knows who's. Well, I mean, I know who strong guy is, but no <laughs> one knows who strong guy is. There's a. I the, what what got me into it is I saw some random post online about an the Uncle Ben card. Oh no! Yeah. yeah. Uh, if if the uncle when you it's either when you destroy or sacrifice the Uncle Ben card, you can summon a Spider Man. <laughs> I mean that makes sense. That is that mechanically. is thematically appropriate. Yeah. Mechanically appropriate. For yeah. But it's game. also kind of it's also kind of like oh yeah. 
the cards actions represent the characters like pretty well okay. too, as much oh, as you can with the mechanics. Yeah. All um, of the guardians are dumb. Oh, the guardians get bonuses based on if another person plays a card in the same space on that turn. Oh. So it's kind of a gamble on the yeah. guardians. Yeah. Like, interesting. Because like, that's part of the game is you you know what card you laid down but your opponent won't know what card you've laid down until there's like a flip after their turn is over. Gotcha. Yeah. The, the game works. There's three locations in the middle of the screen. And to win the game, you have to win the most locations and you get points on the locations by the power levels on the cards. Oh, sure. So if you play a three power domino, that gets you three in that location. Gotcha. And the cards all have different effects that move sometimes, cards to sometimes. other places or increase the power on oh, cards that are there. So you want to manipulate the cards you have in your that you've played to uh-huh. have higher power levels or move them to other places. And on top of that, the locations have different effects on the cards when you play them. So... There's one like a Gamma Lab, which makes it so on the fourth turn, all of the cards that you've played in that area turn into the Hulk. Okay. All right. Yeah. And there's only, there's only six there's only six rounds. Okay. Yeah. So it's super so it's pretty fast. Quick. Okay. Right and then on. there's the snap mechanic too, which plays like a bluff. You can use it as a bluff or when you think you know you're going to win, you do a snap and you'll get more victory points at the end. Interesting. But you could also lose those points if you snap and lose. And lose. Oh, okay. So you can okay. use it as a bluff on the other player too. So my question is, have you gotten a gambit card yet? No, I haven't. I didn't think about that. There definitely should be there a gambit should be card. There probably card. is. I mean, you have a Jubilee card. It's true. I like, I love, actually, I love how it's not MCU focused. It's very comic focused. It's very comic. Okay. That's what that's what made me leery about it. It's like I don't want to just be like there's fifteen Iron Mans and Yeah. Yeah. It's it's very comic focused. Cool. Like I have a I have a few of like the like the goofy looking like cartoon variant. Yeah, I love the pixel variants. Oh yeah, those ones are good too. Pixel art versions. I have a a pixel Punisher that's pretty cool. Like other than like, you know, Kind of like almost like the collector mentality of it. You can get you can get variant art faces of your cards. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. I mean, they have the same powers as the regular card, but you can get ones that just look distinctly a little different. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. what the card upgrading is for. It's not for making the cards more powerful in the game because that would unbalance it. Yeah. It just makes them look cooler. Look cooler. Okay, like, I like that. Like the like the regular version of the card just looks like a card. And it, so that makes the uh that makes the game's um uh monetary system totally optional. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I li- I like that. You get you get 50 free credits every day from the little shop. Mm-hmm. And then you spend those credits basically just on variant covers. Okay. Or, and up, and those upgrades. And and yeah, and upgrade points to upgrade your cards. No, that's and, awesome. And, and all it really does is uh your first upgrade breaks the frame so the art kind of pops out of the card a little bit. Uh-huh. And then the next one makes it 3D. So you can move your phone and in the background oh, has like a little parallax to parallax it. Parallax thing. All right. right and then on. the next one will like make it slightly animated so like Oh, the, see, I haven't gotten that far. Oh, I haven't gotten that far. The, yet. the Jessica Jones card it's raining in the background and oh, if you neat. unlock the animation then the rain is it animated. Oh, all right. All right. Then the logos get shiny, and then the borders on the card get animated. It's stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. You can also get um, uh, you can collect card backs, like different card backs. Oh, interesting. And so, like, uh, it'll like your your opponent will see your card back and things like that. Okay. Cool. Um, it, it's not it's not a bad little game, honestly. It's it's got a it's not quite a gotcha mechanic, 
or anything like it doesn't that. Doesn't sound like it, but it just sounds fun. But it's a quick. It's easy. It's not. If you, I mean, yeah, there are some combos that are pretty awesome, but honestly, depending on how you play it and how the field evolves when the different locations get revealed, you might just flip. You might be losing, and all of a sudden you flip around and you get a bunch of bonus points for stupidity. Oh, <laughs> cool! Very cool. All right, well, hey, let's take a break here. When we get back, we'll get into some news. The marketing department at WZMO suggested I do a new cutting-edge promo for long play. You know, short, quick, concise, to the point. Yeah, here goes. You're invited to tune in to long play Friday night at 11, Saturday afternoon at 3. Great music, fantastic host, often referred to as the Casey Kasem of Marion. Full albums, front to back. Here on WZMO. Whew, did it. Finished before I got cut off. Hey, we are back from the break. Let's dig in to some of our news. Jackpot. <laughs> Is uh, this the beginning of the clips again? The clip, maybe. Who knows? I kind of miss them. I kind of miss them too. It was a it was a nice break. I might have to find some new clips. Because I still have all the old clips. <laughs> but it's been long enough. They feel new. Yeah. They got, they got that new clip smell. They, they do. They got that new clip stank. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. News. News. Let's get into some stuff. Uh, we should do probably the short uh, follow-up to our Bayonetta 3 news yes. from a couple weeks ago. So we reported a few weeks ago that the uh, original voice of the character Bayonetta, uh, Helena Taylor, uh, called for a boycott of the game because she claimed that she was being unfairly treated and was not being paid enough to have her come back for the third game. And at the time, we speculated that maybe she was not reporting things quite as truthfully as she made them seem. I mean, there was a lot of conflicting reports from conflicting her reports. and from... Uh, yeah, there was a Bloomberg, Bloomberg report. Order. Yeah. And uh, Jason Schreier, who's a big time video game news man. Yeah. He's usually right about this kind of stuff. Right. Backed up the Bloomberg report. Yeah. Essentially, she claimed that she was offered $4,000 to voice the entirety of Bayonetta 3. Bloom The Bloomberg report came back and said, no, it was more like $4,000 per session and there'd be four to five sessions in total. So the number is closer to fifteen dollars to $20,000, which is still, I mean, it's fine. It's a definitely a, a decent amount. Um, and that when she turned that number down because she requested a six-figure sum, she uh, was then offered, okay, you can do a smaller voice as a cameo, one session for $4,000. And that's what she was basing her claim off of. As it turns out, Bloomberg was absolutely correct. And she eventually did go on Twitter and say, okay, yeah, no, I did lie about it, but I'm still right, though. <laughs> In a way. In a way, yeah. it was. And she's also kind of seemingly gone off the deep end. Well, as it turns out, there were, there were some, she made a lot of other baseless accusations about things that we don't really want to get into because they're 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 pretty gnarly stuff. Um, yeah, they're they're not fun. They're not yeah. fun talking points. Yeah, and, it's, and it gets political. It and gets that's po it not, gets political yeah. and all sorts of other stuff. So yeah, but the 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 fact of the matter is, her claim was kind of baseless a little bit, and it kind of shows why maybe they didn't want to work with her again. It does. They they weren't yes. all that excited to work with her again. Right. And from what I understand, now that Bayonetta 3 is out, uh, for the part that she would have been cameoing for, 
$4,000 was very generous because it was three lines of dialogue. Huh. Literally three lines of dialogue. And I, she was going to come back and be the original Bayonetta because there's a whole multiverse thing because everything's multiverse. For right. Nowadays. Yeah. Uh, but uh, apparently they were going to have her come back and do the original voice of ba the Bayonetta from Bayonetta 1. And it is literally three lines of dialogue for $4,000. I, I can knock that out in 20 minutes. I think she thinks that Bayonetta was a, is a bigger property than it is. It is a very niche video game. I'll tell you why she thinks that. So the, the uh, amount, someone did the math. So the amount of money that she came up with saying that, oh, this is a multi-million dollar uh, franchise. franchise, which... It's super not. It's no. really, I mean, at its best, it is niche. Um, it's, she, she's not Mario. What, yeah. What she did was she went online and found the total sales number of the game, like lifetime, lifetime sales, and uh, assumed that it was that the lifetime sales was at full price sixty dollars per ga per game. That game, Bayonetta one and two, came out and was on sale for half off within a week of its release. Yeah. And I don't think anyone bought the games at full price ever. I, I might have bought the original when it came out at full price. Oh, no. No. No, I didn't. Now that I think <laughs> about it, I game flight it and then bought it for cheap off of Gamefly. Exactly. So never mind. Yeah. So the the claim that it is a multi-million dollar franchise is not, not even close to being true. It, they yeah, barely even, math. They barely even made a second one if Nintendo wouldn't have swooped in and and offered to produce yeah oh sure bayonetta is a niche i mean people people play it love it not for the story the story is kind of crud <laughs> but the the gameplay people love those platinum games yeah, and, but it is it is a niche product yeah they don't make a lot of character action games like that like that in devil may cry anymore it's kind yeah. of a, a dying breed at the moment although i've heard uh bayo 3 plays almost exactly like astral chain Astral Chain's pretty good. Like, each weapon you get in the game has a different monster attached to it, and you send out the monster like like wow. Astral Chain. So they just... So Madama Butterfly just pops out of her gun. Huh. I don't I don't know it's, if I like that. It's it's more Astral Chain 2 with a Bayonetta skin than it is. And I'll tell you what, it, the producer on this, on Bayonetta 3, uh, was heavily into Skybound. Which was the uh, hey you're a guy who's going to control a giant dragon or scalebound scalebound that's they got what it is. scalebound scalebound yeah. so it seems like a lot of the code base for scalebound was just like well, we're gonna we're gonna slap a, a coat of paint and we're gonna and put a hair witch on this one we're, we're yeah. gonna tall, put a tall tall lady in this it's, game it's and, a shame because I yeah. really I like the first two bayonetas they're really solid games but but the more and more I hear about this one the the less, less and less interested I the, am. The biggest thing I saw um Spear Hunter on on Twitter was who is a huge champion for the Bayonetta games was like I played it and it's going to take me some time to come up with my thoughts because uh, anyway Bayonetta is always supposed to be like the number one, like the most powerful and most in control person in mm -hmm. any room that she's in. I hear that's an issue in Bayonetta 3 because every cutscene, um, whenever a boss shows up, it's uh, Bayonetta gets attacked uh, with a punk shot from behind because Bayonetta is so overpowered that the only way they can write is the sucker puncher. It's the sucker puncher. And it happens, I guess, every level. It's like half of the game's problems could be solved by looking behind you. <laughs> <laughs> they had her doing 
that didn't happen in the other two games. Just do more like you did in those. It's bad writing. <laughs> yeah. It's just bad writing, which I guess is on brand for a, a, a Bayonetta game. <laughs> Not that bad. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. At least the first two games together told an, a time loop story in kind of a, in a competent way. Mm-hmm. Also, I guess uh, the new character in in Bayonetta three. I listened to a, a huge review of it. The Dante, um, the Dante Viola, I think is the character's name. She gets maybe twenty percent of the gameplay. You do like four or five levels of as Bayonetta, and then you get one Viola level as a treat, <laughs> and that's it. And you can't switch characters within other levels. It is character specific each level, hmm. so you're just kind of locked into it. And apparently, she just plays. Kind of boring because instead of having all the the magic and the guns and the weapons and stuff, samurai sword. <laughs> I thought she was supposed to have guns. No, oh, that's lame. Nope, samurai sword, and sometimes she can send her samurai sword out like um, what's his name from um, Mortal Kombat or uh, Donovan from Darkstalkers. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, uh, t- Takeshi. No, not Takeshi. Um. The, bl- the, the blind, blind guy. guy, the blind guy oh. who can who can telekinetically throw his sword out. He has a very like white people naming an Asian character name, like all Mortal Kombat like all characters. Mortal Kombat characters. <laughs> <laughs> Takeda, Takeda. That's not that bad. It's not Kung Lao. It's not Kung Lao. Raiden. Bo Rai Cho. Bo Rai Cho. That, I pronounce it's Raiden. Raiden. Too. I pronounce yeah. it Raiden, it's which Raiden. is how you would pronounce it. But, you know. Yeah. It's Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat rules. Uh, there's no rules just right. Anyway, so, let's let's move on to some other stuff. Uh, pick one from the list. We have a whole list. So, uh, speaking of characters who were, are getting replaced. Oh, sure. There is a new season of The Witcher coming. Oh, yes. The, the Netflix Witcher so, series. Season four. Yes. Uh, but Henry Cavill is stepping down as... Uh, the- He's going to be in the next season. Okay, he is it's in the next the season. the one after that. The one after right. that. Yeah, sorry. Uh, so season three is coming out. He's going to be in season three. Yes, season four, four is the one they're working on now. Yes. He will not be in that. Yeah, he is He is stepping down. And uh, Liam Hes- Hemsworth, uh, Chris Hemsworth's not brother. Not Thor. Yeah, the not Thor. Uh, is uh, Thor's brother. Thor's, Thor's brother. Also is, Thor. Also Thor. <laughs> Actor Thor. Actor Thor, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, or Gale from the Hunger Games, if you're into those, uh, is going to play uh, Geralt, the wi- the Witcher. Is going to play Geraldo Riviera. Geraldo of Rivia. Yeah. Geralt of Rivia. I was fishing for a joke there, and it didn't come out. <laughs> it's it didn't all right. happen. It's all right. Hey, that's all right. A lot of people are very mad about this, but I don't see it as a problem. I don't either. Uh, Henry Cavill's a good actor, and I, I, I kind of am behind the reason he is leaving, uh, or at least the reason he is giving that he's leaving. Henry Cavill's a huge nerd. He paints miniatures. He, he builds does PCs. He, he does, does Warhammer. Stuff. He plays video games, and he, he knows a, what The Witcher is before he, it was a Netflix show. <laughs> he he was a huge Witcher video game player, and he read all the Witcher books. And part of the part of the thing that he that was in his contract he said okay yeah i'll do i'll do the witcher i love the character as long as we stay truthful to the character from the books and games that was his whole that was the only stipulation as long as you write him to be that character that i love i will play this character forever the writers for season 4 have decided to go off book and he said mm. okay i think i'm good that's the whole reason behind it 
Well, that and it seems like they're going to be bringing him back as Superman in the DC universe in a more lighthearted, not Zack Snyder fashion, which Good. is yeah. which I'm happy about. No one else is happy about, but I'm happy about. <laughs> I'm tired of all like the bros on the Internet, like clamoring, thinking that like thinking that the, the Snyder verse is like some kind of cinema masterpiece. Yeah, anything that's realistic is immediately better because it's realistic. Brooding doesn't necessarily negate, doesn't necessarily denote uh, quality. quality. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people seem to miss that. Brooding um, works for Batman. It doesn't yeah. work for every character it's in the DC. It's not Superman. It's we've, not who Superman we've is. We've been over this a Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's the same talking point we've had a million just, times. Shrimp heaven now. We can't do this again. Yeah. <laughs> I... I don't think his girl was bad. I think he was a perfectly good girl. And he looked like the character and he from looked the game. like him. Yeah. But like, I don't think there was anything special about his performance that made it seem like only Henry Cavill could do it. Well, Henry Cavill, it seems like a perfectly good dude. He is maybe not the strongest actor. I don't, I don't think, I think. He works best in an ensemble cast or when he is, say, the villain in a Mission Impossible movie <laughs> where he cocks his fists like like a shotgun before punching uh, Tom Cruise and it punch and it cocks his fist so hard that his beard grows. Have you seen that clip? No. Yeah, that's a real thing. We'll sh I'll show it to you after the after the uh, thing. It was it was an optical effect. I mean, you know, it was something that they hadn't planned on doing in, in camera. It was just kind of the way he moved. But he like pumps his fist to get in to get ready to fight and the way the light hits his beard it looks like he grows a full beard <laughs> in one shot it's actually kind of awesome and, but, and uh, yet they they digitally uh painted out a mustache that's true yeah. just that's sleep. very true but uh uh yeah he's just not a he's he's not a standout kind of actor it, he's he's, just, he's a working man's it, actor you it know just, it felt like he was just doing an impression of the guy that does his voice in the games because he likes the guy who does his yeah, voice in the which, games. yeah which is good the guy that does his voice in the games is very good like i said he didn't do a bad job but he didn't do a job nobody else could but, do but also yeah. like if you really go back to like the witcher like, i've played the games Oh, Witcher One is a is a crazy f game for for crazy people. It, I, I like the Witcher One. <laughs> I mean, the Witcher One is also kind of hard to play. That's it's, that's it's, why it's a crazy yeah, game for crazy it's people. It's weird. It's really the choices they made are very bizarre, and yeah. that's kind I of heard, why I like it. Well, I heard a rumor that they might be. Uh, they are. They're, oh, they are. They are remastering it. Yeah. Engine, and so it's, it's going to be a crazy game for crazy people that looks nicer. <laughs> well, I, I heard that it's going to be more like it's going to play more like Witcher Two and Three. Yeah, the, that was their plan. To, yeah, rather because, than like doing like, the kind of top down thing like they did in the first. And Witcher. like most CD Projekt Red games, it's going to be uh, garbage on launch. For a year yeah. don't buy the game for the first year it's out because it'll be it'll be nigh unplayable <laughs> i'm glad that cyberpunk has been kind of getting like a second life though because of the anime that came out that's apparently very good and it's I a good thing the anime has come out at the point where the game is finally at a point where it's playable yeah <laughs> right although it was always pretty playable on pc well okay yeah, <laughs> these console peasants yeah <laughs> <laughs> Me, me sitting here with my 12-year-old computer. <laughs> <laughs> so other uh, casting news, uh, people getting replaced. So in the Marvel movies, uh, William Hurt was uh, Thunderbolt, Ross. Thunderbolt Ross, who was a major uh, Hulk villain. He's actually one of the few. He, well, other than uh, um, Tim Roth, who came back to play uh, the Abomination in She-Hulk. Yes. Um, William Hurt was the only carryover from the Edward Norton Hulk movie. 
and uh, he had um, played basically the the government liaison, always telling the Avengers, you need to register with the government because you keep blowing stuff up by accident. So William Hurt, unfortunately, passed away a few years ago, and but they want to continue using the character. So they have cast Harrison Ford as his replacement. And the, the running theory is he is going to be playing Thunderbolt Ross in the upcoming Thunderbolts. No, not Thunderbolts. No, uh, the next uh, Captain America movie, the one with Sam oh. Wilson as uh, Cap. Falcon that would make Cap. sense, yeah. And um, that he might be transitioning into the... Um, the Red Hulk? My least favorite Marvel Comics character, Red Hulk. It's so lame. It's so... He's red. He's red, and instead of getting stronger when he gets uh, angry, Man. he gets hotter. Yeah. Like, physically hotter to the touch. He burns. Also, they did this whole thing where he punched the Watcher and can hold Thor's hammer. And basically, they did a whole bunch. They did a bunch of comics having the Red Hulk get over. That's a, a for wrestling term. It, basically making him punk out a bunch of galactic level people. It sounds like a kid playing a game that's like, well, you can't hit me now because I have a special armor that yeah. makes me well, the best there one. Was, that's what it is. Uh, yeah. when, the, when the Thunderbolts comics were running... Uh, there was a point where he, to fight somebody, took on not only the symbiote. Uh-huh. He also he also was possessed by the spirit of vengeance from Ghost Rider. He was a Ghost Rider Venom Hulk. Yeah, on a giant trike. Yes, he was so large. Someone else on his team was standing on his shoulder. It, it sounds yeah, it sounds like something that a fourteen year old would be really excited about. Mm-hmm. The art looked like something a fifteen year old would be really excited <laughs> it's about. Very bad. Yeah, it was a big but flaming skull Hulk head. I think with a venom tongue. I think it's going to be funny to see a giant red Incredible Hulk with Harrison Ford's face pasted onto <laughs> it. Though. Yeah, and like a I modulated think, version of his voice. Yeah, That's it's going to like, be funny. Like half giving a crap voice <laughs> coming so, out of the yeah. hulk. So, so when he's Indiana Jones. Yeah. Or or the uh the uh intro to the original cut of Blade Runner. Oh yeah. <laughs> Those yeah. narrations he did not want to do. Cold fish. That's what my wife called me. <laughs> uh yeah, it's gonna be that. But he signed a, th- a three picture deal. So he's gonna be showing up at least a couple times. I'm surprised he did that. Must have been some real good money. Well, here's the thing. If he's going to be Red Hulk for the majority of the films, he's, he's just got to do voice work. Yeah. He's not going to have to do... They'll, they'll map his face once, and he won't be like Tati Yarmanzle, where she was doing uh, motion capture, or like Mark Ruffalo. They'll have a stuntman do the mo- the motion capture. He'll just sit in a booth... And collect and a paycheck. Collect and then, collect a paycheck. And, and then go home and build a chair out of scrap wood or, or like something, whatever, he, whatever does. he does now. Or yeah. crash another plane. <laughs> I read a story about him when he was shooting some movie. He rented a house from somebody just so he could, after he was done shooting, go home to that house and fix it up because he likes yeah, to he do likes that. that. Well, sure. That he was a he was a handyman before he he got into acting. He, Which was a long time well, ago. Well, sure, but I mean, you don't yeah. lose those skills. They, the people said they got the house back and it was gorgeous, and he didn't charge him anything because it's just something he wanted to do in his spare time. I mean, does he want to film a movie in Marion? I got a house for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can fix mine too. Yeah, yeah he can... got a few work things for hey, the. Yeah, hey, 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 uh, Mr. Ford, can you hang drywall? <laughs> can you patch a roof? <laughs> uh, can you make my basement smell better? <laughs> 
I don't think anything's going to fix that. No. It's no, a basement. No, it's a basement. So we have time for like one or two quick hits. So let's do a couple of quick ones here. Uh, let's talk, let's talk about this Christmas story movie oh, we yeah. watched the trailer There's for. There's a trailer for for the sequel to my least favorite Christmas yeah. film of all time. You hate Christmas story. I like it. I think it's a pretty good movie. I have I've, no Christmas spirit. I've kind of soured on it a little bit over the years just because I've just kind of gotten tired of it. Uh-huh, it's a lamp of a lady leg. <laughs> Well, I mean, you'll shoot your eye out or whatever. I feel like I feel like if like it didn't get marathoned every Christmas since like I don't know nineteen ninety, <laughs> I would still hate it. There's so many better Christmas movies out there, and I'm not talking about Die Hard. That is not a Christmas movie. No. It's a movie set at Christmas. There's a difference, but there's so many better Christmas movies out there. But anyway, they're making a sequel to uh, a Christmas Story, and it seems like they got. A lot of the cast back. Like almost all of the cast that's with, still alive. With the exception of uh, Darren McGavin, who passed away. Uh, yeah, they got everyone. And it's it's a time skip forward to, yeah. I don't know, like the, be the 70s? It, 60s or 70s? 60s or 70s? 60s or 70s or maybe the 90s. It actually looks more like the 90s. It's hard to tell 50, because 60s. a lot of the cars still look really old, and there's like that old style TV. But they were at his mom's house, That's so true. they could have just had That's an true. older TV. Higby's I still think it's exists. probably late '80s, early '90s. Early '90s is my guess. I, don't, I would say '70s. Okay. Well, you know what? There's one way to find yeah, out. It's you true. Guys, vamp. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do a, a, a look up. <laughs> I mean, they, it feels like the the second because this is the second trailer that's come out. This is the first real trailer that's come out for this movie. And we kind of mentioned it when we were watching it. It feels like it's it it's not as soulless as just a you know just some sequels thirty yeah, years after the fact. They did do a sequel to Christmas Story like I yeah. don't know ten years and ago. It was not good. It was bad, and it was it seemed shameless. Nobody that was in the original was involved. Yeah, mm-hmm. it just, this feels like a true sequel. Yeah, that's what it is. This feels like the real the real thing. The real thing. Yeah. Let's see. Do, 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 and do. there are a lot of moments in the trailer where it's like, yes, that is an obvious callback. It is called a Christmas Story Christmas because they can't legally call it Christmas Story 2. There's already a Christmas Story 2. <laughs> and Seth, Cody, you win the, the award. <sighs> 30 years after the events of A Christmas Story, placing the story in the mid-70s. I, that's what I thought. That, I was, that's, that was the vibe I got. Um. And it's a, it's a good it's a good Cleveland area story. <laughs> it's a good jump. Yeah, it's all right. You know, local story, Christmas story. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, I'm willing to give it a, a chance. I was not willing to give that other sequel a chance. I saw that from a mile away and I said, no, thank you. Yeah, I watched a trailer for that and I was like, nope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Straight up just nope. Yeah, which is the exact opposite feeling I have for this one. This one, I'm like. Okay. There seems to be more wacky stuff in this. It actually makes it actually looks more like Christmas Vacation than Christmas Story, a little bit. It's, the trailers seemed like there was more like hijinks. Yeah, there, there's a lot more wacky fall downs and, and slapstick. slapstick in yeah. there. Yeah. And if that's the case, I'm in because I have a theory. There are two types of people: Christmas Story people. And Christmas vacation people. Now you can like both, but there are there's always people who like one more than the other. It's like the Beatles and the Stones. Yeah. Yeah. 
Or no, no, it's not Beatles. It's Beatles and Elvis. Be- Beatles and Elvis. Yeah, yeah, because Beatles and Stones are kind of the, yeah, yeah, they're the same. But well, no, they're not, not, the, not the no, same. No, no, no. There's a definite quality difference there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, Be- Beatles and Elvis. It's Christmas Story, Christmas Vacation. I am 100 of the Christmas Vacation camp. I am give give me all that, all the all that. I I'm a Christmas Story boy, but I like Christmas Vacation just fine. Well, like too. I said, you, you can like yeah. both. But there's no one who likes them equally. It's one or the other. There, there was a time when like liking Christmas Story was the more like it was a cult movie, right? Until they started playing. And it now on it's TBS not anymore. And there, there's still prior. people that think that like it's I'm special because I like this movie. And it's like not anymore. No, no. unfortunately, no. It's not a cult movie anymore. It's as they opened a museum to it. It's not a cult. Yeah, I'll say you can every Christmas you can always find merchandise in like Walmart's and other stores of a Christmas story. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can sometimes find Christmas vacation stuff too, but Christmas story definitely has more stuff. Yeah, sure, it has a nostalgia to it that that makes it work, and, and a, a certain sweetness that that I can see people thinking is too saccharine and too corny, uh-huh. but like. I kind I kind of like that. So. Saccharin, corny, yeah. Get and, that out of my stuff. Give and, give me give me satire. And give it me... has a kind of let's look back on the fifties like it was a good time when it like not really not for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a lot of boomer nostalgia. I think to is be the fair, issue. the original movie was made in the eighties, and a big thing in the eighties was nostalgia for the fifties. Yeah. Just kind of like how sure. we now have nostalgia for the 80s or the early 90s. Yeah. And I hate saying it because it makes me feel even older than I already the do. 90s yeah. were 30 years ago. Yep. I know. There's, yeah, they could have they could do a Christmas story set in 1990 and the sequel would be set today and <laughs> the time frame would be the same. It's like going from like that 70s show to that 90s show. Yeah. Uh-huh. That movie they did 8-bit Christmas uh, last year is very much a modern version of Christmas Story, and it's very good. That's what it sounded like. I, I mean, I didn't watch it. I, I went into <laughs> it completely cynical, like, this is just a ripoff of the Christmas Story, and it's going to be dumb. Mm-hmm. It was actually it was a perfectly good <laughs> Christmas movie. Okay. Like, okay. And there's a lot of bad Christmas movies that you watch knowing they're bad. Hallmark. And, yeah, and still have a good time. <laughs> this was legitimately pretty good. The, the Christmas Prince. Oh, Listen, those movies are great. I will not what's, hear any. What's the big sequel this year? Have they I announced it? I don't think they've announced it yet. I don't know. I mean, if if we're going by what has been released and the release dates and stuff, I think it's going to be a night before Christmas too, because they set up the the end of Night Before Christmas where his buddy also from the Middle Ages was about to be transported to modern day. That's true, and they're not going to get um, Rose McIver anymore. Because she's on that CBS show that's become fairly popular. Oh, Ghosts. Yeah, yeah. that's a good show, too. That's a really good show. Yeah. But they're not going to get... She's not going to do a Hallmark movie at this point. And Vanessa Hudgens is starting to kind of branch out a little bit at this point as well. <laughs> so, Although she was the, the main lead in A Night Before Christmas, playing yet another Christmas Hudgens. Yeah. <laughs> they still need to do the crossover between those two movies where they find out she's the fourth twin? Yeah. Yeah, at this point, they're quintuplet. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) identical cousins. I don't know. I think it's it's more like it's becoming like Christmas Hallmark Orphan Black. (laughs) 
I'd watch oh it. Oh my god! Yeah, that would be so good if they I'd found they found there's a laboratory where they're, they're cloning, cloning Christmas Hudgens. The Hudgens, the Hudgens lab. Yeah, <laughs> a huge amount of Hudgens. <laughs> we have a new Hudgens model out this year. It's the best. It's the most Christmas one we've done it's yet. The Uber Hudgens. Yeah, it's like it's like iPhones. <laughs> she's loose and she wants to absorb all the other Hudgens. <laughs> In a, in a in a Akira style blob, almost an oh. IKEA instead of Akira. <laughs> IKEA. <laughs> She's made uh. of IKEA meatballs. Oh. Uh. So though, I'm going to say this because we've already been talking about Christmas. I'm kind of excited for that stupid Violet Night movie. Oh yeah, that oh, looks rad. With, yeah, with David with Harbour, David Harbour as, as like as like a, a, a diehard Santa. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> There, yeah, there's a Die Hard Christmas movie right there. Yeah, that's the Die Hard Christmas <laughs> yeah, movie. Yeah, it's called Die Hard. Mm-hmm. I'm actually looking forward to, and this is going to sound crazy because I don't like Tim Allen. I'm oh, looking the forward Santa to Claus? The, the Santa Clauses. The Santa Clauses? Yeah. I want to see what they do with it. They brought, they're bringing Bernard back and they're somehow going to explain why he's an adult now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all the elves are disappearing anyway. That's like the whole shtick of this movie. <laughs> They're, oh, like the what it is? They're like the bees. They're like the bees. They're dying and we well, don't know why. You know, it's, it's something about... Maybe if they leave the North Pole for too long, they they grow up. Well, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Oh, speaking of not growing up, this isn't on the board. I know we're almost done. We've got to be done. But did you see that the guy who made that Winnie the Pooh blood and honey wants to do a horror version of Peter Pan? Yeah, right. Why not? People went nuts for your first, the first thing that came to your head. Why not do Peter Pan now? <laughs> you know what? It's in it's in public domain. Might yeah. as well. I like when people use public domain characters to do wild stuff. Wild stuff. I mean, I don't know why it always has to default to gritty horror. Slasher yeah. horror. Slasher horror. Why not? Why not? Hey, we got to wrap things up here. So by Christmas, you, by Christmas. Boy, yeah. I wasn't lying at the beginning when I said other holidays were going to start to creep in. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, and Patreon for all your nerd or holiday news. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I've got some bad news about the hotline. Uh, I got an email the other day that just said, oh, it's closed. You can't oh. do that anymore. It's expired. Oh, bummer. Which is weird because I just renewed it. So oh. Google just shut it down. So the number, existing number is not going to work anymore, but I'll get a new one going. Okay, sounds good. So you can also find all of our back episodes on various podcast apps, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and more. And finally, I'd like to thank David Pencil for the use of our intro and outro. You can find more of his stuff over at davidpencil.com. So again, thank you all for tuning in, and we will be back next week. We forgot one. You can email us at staff at nerdoverload.com. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, do that, too. Merry Christmas, everybody. 